Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we play buy, sell, hold, avoid. Give you all that good value, all good advice, all that and more starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, Nate the Professor Christian. Nate, hi. Hey, Mike. You know, things haven't gone very well for me recently. No? No. Um, you know, the Orioles, they both they, they lost both their games this past weekend. The Ravens lost to the Steelers. Uh, it's, it's been a rough, rough weekend for Baltimore. Sorry, man. Yeah, it, it's tough. I was actually at the Orioles game, and the weather looked good. At least it was was beautiful. Well, the one good thing we could say is Maryland will always have Old Bay, and you, our faithful listeners, Mm. will always have us doing a game of buy, sell, hold, avoid. I know it's not really a game, but hey, everything is a game if you try hard enough. So, (laughs) talking about some of the hot players or not so hot players, I guess you could say that. And all the what's happening around the league, guys that we like. Let's see what's going on. So, Nate, let's kick it off. What are we doing with Jackson Smith Jigba, wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks? Are you buying, selling, holding, avoiding? Yeah, it's a good question, Mike. What if I just told you I'm doing a little bit of everything? You know, this is the rare buy you know slash sell. I feel like I feel like some of these players could be uh E. All of the above, yeah. Because you could buy them if the price is right. You could sell them if you get. You could hold them, put them in your lineups, or you could avoid if you can't do any of the above. So that's really how I feel about JSN here. I agree. And, you know, JSN, we know the talents there for sure. The situation is crowded. It's not that JSN is not good. He's on the field. He's getting snaps. He's the wide receiver three on that team. It's just he's currently being in used in a role that is very close to line of scrimmage is limited in volume, and because of that, the fantasy production is not there. But you know, this is the classic, the NFL doesn't care about your fantasy team kind of thing going on here. But once Tyler Lockett's out of there, remember DK Metcalf is only there for about two or three more years because he signed a, a very like short-term kind of extension where he's hitting the market you know, at 28, 29, right in his prime. Um, so JSN, you know, still a prime candidate for that offense to take off. This is week five. You know, we, we just finished week five. You know, everyone's freaking out about different players. We're all impatient, you know, because we're seeing other rookies, you know, go off already. But sometimes some of the best rookies don't even go off till the end of the season. It's true. And then we're going into year two, and it looks much different than it looks right now. So, JSN, like I said, I'm buying and I'm selling because the production's not there either. So, if I'm a competitive team, I have to look to sell JSN. I'd have to see what my options are at least because I need points in my lineup. And JSN, I invested a lot in, you know, and he's not giving me those points. So if I'm buying, Michael Pittman Jr. is a guy I've seen that was moved for JSN. Mike, all these trades I'm mentioning here, I have seen in the DFL, DLF um, trade finder. And I picked out some ones I liked for value, which ones I thought are realistic. Uh, Michael Pittman, I think, you know, you can do that one. If you're a rebuilding team, trade Michael Pittman away. Um, pick up JSN now with the AR injury might be a little bit different. You might have to add something like a second round pick um, or a, maybe a different player around the Michael Pittman uh, value. Now that Pittman's production is 
Well, actually, it might not even be limited. Maybe, uh, you know, Gardner Minshew can throw the ball. So I don't know if Pittman's uh, production is even really going down with AR's injury. Um, another move I like, and I actually saw twice, Mike. I saw this same exact trade twice. And that is Elijah Moore and a 2025 first for JSN. Interesting. Easy money for me. Yeah. I would make that trade all day, every day, every single league. For sure. Um, I also saw a first and a second for JSN plus Jaden Reed, Mike. Deal. Deal. Smash. Smash yeah. accept as much as I hate that term. Do it. Uh, yeah. I, I love that kind of deal right there. Uh, maybe that's like a JSN and Marvin Mims, something like that. Um, if you can, if you know, I always hate trading away a first and a second, especially if it's the same draft class, because that just really doesn't make me feel good going into the offseason. Yeah, but yeah. if I can get two players back like JSN, like a Jaden Reed, uh, I'm pretty happy with that deal. If I'm selling JSN because I need points, I saw two trades where they sold straight up JSN for Stephon Diggs. I love that trade. I think there's good value there. You get such good production this year. Stephon Diggs still the top wide receiver for another two or three years. It's not like you're getting DeAndre Hopkins. You might have to drop off a cliff. Stephon Diggs linked to Josh Allen. Still going to be good moving forward. But another team that maybe you know isn't contending this year, maybe they're looking towards next year. They can pick up JSN, make it make sense for both teams. Um, another move I saw, JSN plus Kyron Williams, who I'm not a huge fan of, so preface with that, uh, for Chris Olave. Um, I'm a big fan of Chris Olave. He's starting to have some production. Um, you know, Derek Carr is getting back to health, so the production should be there. We know Chris Olave is a stud. Um, so I, I like this trade, too. If we're looking to kind of make a lateral move, I don't mind throwing a Kyron Williams, um, like a late second, um, third, to make that kind of lateral move. Yeah, I agree. And what you – paid to draft Kyron Williams was minimal yeah, because of his draft capital. So I think that's a, that's a good upgrade. So for me, he's going to be a buy and a hold. So I think it's important that he could be more than one thing. I think that's something we should practice going forward too. I mean, obviously you don't have to, but either way, um, if I'm buying him and I just want to do picks, I'm going to look at like a late 24 first. I'm going to start there or mm. two 24 seconds. If I could stagger them, you know, I'd, Gladly will to try not to completely deplete your draft class. So, yeah, and that's important too. You want to try to spread things out. And I just think that that's super important to not go all in. Then you have nothing. You guys get it. So, you know, but why I'm holding is I think we were projecting too hard too early. We just assume because he was so good at Ohio State, he's going to come in and show everyone how it's done. But just because Seattle drafted him doesn't mean he's the X factor to open up the offense. That was Zach Charbonnet, according to Pete Carroll. And listen, I have bad news for everybody. You're not going to want to hear this, but it's the truth. Right now, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are better NFL wide receivers. So Geno Smith is going to throw them the ball because they are better playing NFL wide receiver, being an NFL wide receiver than JSN is. That's just how it is. Geno Smith has more rapport with them. JSN's a rookie. Got to chill. We invested a lot here, so it's too early to panic sell, in my opinion. But if somebody else is going to give me, you know, Chris Olave for JSN, then yeah, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm definitely listening there. But I still want to hold. I want to see what I got. Um, hopefully, if you drafted him, he's on your taxi squad. Maybe you draft, you traded up to get him. You're not relying on him. In which case, he can chill down there. He'll be okay. All right, let's move on to our next guy. Oh, it's Disappointment City here on the Dynasty uh, Rewind tonight. What are we doing with T. Higgins, Nate? Man, I know that you don't want to extend him, but you don't got to do the man so dirty. What are you doing? Yeah, you know, I've acquired a lot of T over the last year. 
Um, so I will hold a good portion, but I'm also looking to sell. I'm I'm looking to move off of T. Higgins where I can because I think he still has a decent value. Um, now with the injury, because I was moving off him before the injury in a couple of places, just because you know when you have a top twelve dynasty wide receiver who isn't maybe giving you the production you want, you can usually make a lateral move and find that. So now at this point, it's going to be a bit harder because he's coming off this injury. You know, Joe Burrow has looked better in the last game, but you're really going to need like a T Higgins game when he gets back from injury before you can move him. And I don't worry about him not getting back to production. You know, we saw Jamal Trace have three touchdowns, um, like what, 15 receptions or something like that. There's plenty to go around. Uh, when When T Higgins comes back, he's going to get his, but you know, if I'm looking to sell him, I think T Higgins might be a good guy where you can go across position because hopefully T Higgins isn't your wide receiver one on a contending team. And you, that in that way you can move him for not a wide receiver, if you know what I mean, because you, you should hopefully have some wide receiver depth. If you need a running back, I think that's where I want to move T Higgins, move T Higgins for Kenneth Walker or Travis Etienne. I would want to make a deal like that. If I need to add, you know, like a third round pick on either um, one of those guys, I'll make that happen. Um, but I want running back for T Higgins, like a top one. Um, you know, I'm not trading T Higgins away for nothing right now. Um, especially not coming off the injury. I'm not going to take, you know, a dip on his value that much. So I want a running back. ETN is going to be a little bit harder to get. Um, you know, I was liking this trade before this week happened. ETN did really well. So it's going to be a little bit hard to get ETN with um, T. Same with Kenneth Walker. He's been looking pretty good recently, but Zach Charbonnet has been picking up more reception. So watch out there. Um, if I'm, in a place to buy T Higgins with the injury discount. Um, some guys I'd look to move off of to get T Higgins, Tony Pollard and Devo Samuel. Um, I'm not a big fan of either one of those guys. They are valued similar. I think you get T Higgins for a decent price right now. And then when he comes back from injury, like I said, he's still going to be a top 20 wide receiver um, in on a weekly basis, you know, putting up pretty decent points. And if those that Joe Burrow offense uh, gets going again, you know, T Higgins start getting, starts getting those touchdowns in the red zone. It's going to be looking pretty good. Don't worry too much. I'm holding. And I don't want to sell right now because you're not going to get what he's worth. He's an elite talent, I think, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. I do want to say that he did change his number in the offseason. I've noticed that when players change their number, they don't do as well for the most part unless you're a defensive player. Then it seems to typically work out. Stop changing your numbers. Anyway, Cincinnati offense as a whole. I sound like such an old man right now. You see the analytics on that one, Mike. Well, I'll let the analytics guy run with that. Um, Cincinnati offense as a whole, it hasn't been great. T. Higgins banged up. We know what he could do when the offense is clicking. I think the offense is getting back on the right trajectory. Mm -hmm. I know that they expressed they don't want to re-sign him. So if he leaves, I think he could be the wide receiver one on another team easily. We talked about the Carolina Panthers wanting to get an alpha wide receiver. Here's your chance, Carolina. You won't have to trade for one because T. Higgins will be a free agent. So there you go. I wanted to put buy on here, but I do think that people will still unlikely sell low. At least they will unlikely sell low to me. Because every time I try to approach somebody, do you ever notice like you want to go after a player and then you see whose roster they're on and you're like, I'm not even making an attempt. I'm just yeah. not going to try. Yep, I've seen that before. So then that leads us to the next guy. We don't know if we're going to try or not. It sounds like you're not, but what are you doing with DJ Moore? Yeah, I, I have a lot of DJ Moore. Acquired him a lot in this uh, offseason. I was excited about the Bears offense. And I was a little disappointed after the first couple of weeks, but might be working out in my favor now. So I'm going to be holding in a lot of places. 
Um, but also if I don't have him, I'm not necessarily buying. So if I don't have DJ Moore, I'm avoiding. And that's because the efficiency right now in the Bears offense with DJ Moore is is kind of crazy. Um, you know, he just had those three that those three touchdowns in that game, you know, a lot of yards after the catch. Currently right there, uh, tied with Nico Collins with 8.6 yards after the catch per reception uh, for the NFL lead. Um, third in the entire NFL with 232 yards after the catch so far this year. So, I mean, he's up right up there with like Tyreek Hill. And I, I know that DJ Moore is very talented, but can he continue to create so many yards after the catch, create so many big plays after the catch in this offense where he was the only Bears wide receiver to catch a pass last Thursday? At some point, the NFL defenses are going to realize that DJ Moore is that offense. I don't know if he's going to be able to just create so many yards after the catch. They're going to have to manufacture touches with him um, if other defenses are able to key in him because the other wide receivers aren't able to keep defenses honest. That's something that worries me. There's just a little bit of unknown there with the Bears offense, you know, seeing the ups and the downs so far this season that I'm not willing to buy back in after such a huge game at this point, but happily holding where I have him. So for me, I'm going to be selling. How can I turn a guy like DJ Moore into a more consistent player on a better offense? How can I turn DJ Moore and how can I make that into Justin Jefferson, who's now injured? How can I make that into AJ Brown? Yeah. I understand that DJ Moore is putting up some really good numbers. I understand that. How can I even turn that into a Devonta Smith? but a down game. How can I turn that into a Jamar chase even possibly you see what I'm saying here? So I just, I think this could be some fool's gold. And I think what you said is right. They figure out he's the guy that we have to hone in on, especially now Khalil Herbert is going to miss multiple weeks with the with yeah. an ankle injury. He's playing really well. That kind of bums me out. So I'm selling. Um, I would try for staggered first. Like I talked about, or what if I could do DJ more straight up for AJ Brown? Do you think anybody would bite on that? I think no, that might I think be... I had that at first. Yeah. You're, you're, it's going to take, excuse me. Can you get away from my stuff? Thanks. Sorry, the cat is making herself known here. Um, but yeah, like how could I turn DJ more into Justin Jefferson? You got a panicking owner. Now's the time to try to go after Justin Jefferson. Guy thought he had a stacked team. Boom. What about uh, Devonta Smith? Might be There might be someone willing to do a straight up swap uh, for I Devonta so. Smith. I think so, and especially Devonta Smith coming off not yep. a good Bad game. game. Um, but then Dallas Goddard had a really good game, and A.J. Brown still had a really good game. So that's how the Eagles offense goes. You know, you have two guys that typically get a lot, and then one guy's left in the in the dust. That's just how it goes. What are you going to do? So yeah. let's move on, and we will be right back after a word from our sponsors. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right. Thank you for hanging out with us, everybody. Let's move on and let's talk about the pre-draft tight end one, Nate, Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, Dalton Kincaid. What a season so far. Um, yeah, I think he has just over 100 yards. 
Not not super great so far, Mike. Let me bring up all his stats. But he's still holding value. He's the tight end six on keep trade cut. Um, you know, there's nothing really to panic about. Just because Sam Laporta is having a historic start as a tight end, uh, rookie tight end, doesn't mean that Dalton Kincaid is a bad rookie tight end. I mean, he's out there. He's getting snaps. He did surpass Dawson Knox um, at one one point. I think it was week three or four. Um, he surpassed him in snaps. Dalton Kincaid is getting out there. You know, the production just hasn't got there. I would be worried if Don Kincaid was not on the field, if Don Kincaid was injured, if he was getting passed up, um, you know, and say like Dawson Knox, he was out injured currently. Fortunately, Kincaid is as well. If, you know, Knox was out and Kincaid had the lion's share of snaps from the tight end position and was still not doing anything, I would be a bit more worried. But at this point, the Buffalo Bills love Dawson Knox. They've invested in him with a decent contract. You know, I think he's there for at least um, through the next season, 2024 season. So. We have that there, but Dalton Kincaid is going to surpass Dawson Knox and be the tight end one for that team. Uh, that's not just me predicting that that's the team putting a first-round draft pick in the, the Buff, you know, the Buffalo Bills putting a first-round draft pick in the Dalton Kincaid. You know, I don't need to tell you that they're invested heavily in Dalton Kincaid and that they like him. They've already shown us that. Um, you know, I'm not worried five games into it. Um, you know, they're looking at this on a much, much more long-term scale. As dynasty players, we need to as well, especially for the tight end position. So for me, I'm not worried about it. I understand the production's not where we were hoping it would be uh, for his rookie season so far. But once again, five games. You know, the the buy for the Bills isn't until week 13. We've seen, you know, tight ends. We've seen rookies come out of the buy and be strong. Unfortunately, this is a late buy for the Bills. But I think by that point in the season, we'll see Dalton Kincaid having some pretty solid weeks where we're happy having him in our tight end spot, maybe having him happy to have him in a flex spot. Not worried about him. Great dynasty value still. Um, you know, it's always a long play, the tight end position and Kincaid's probably going to give us decent production this year and take over that role next year for sure as being a strong player in that offense. I'm holding, but as of right now, if you drafted these guys in a startup, you're getting the exact same production out of Hayden Hurst, 5.8 fantasy points per game. Zach Ertz, uh, Zach Ertz He's is doing pretty well. 15 and he missed the first game, I think. Don Kincaid is currently tight end 23 and show favorite Pat Fryman is tight end 29. Yeah, that's rough. Ugh. But I'm holding. You have to hold. I'm not giving you invested draft capital in this guy's startup or rookie draft. It does not matter. You you invested this. You're holding. I'm not giving up so early. I'm just not. For all the reasons you laid out, I think he's going to be the guy. And I want the guy in Buffalo eventually. But just so you know, Elite Prospects, plus good offenses does not always equal instant success. Okay. Stop over projecting and overhyping people because they go to Buffalo or Kansas city. Chill. Chill. And you can also chill out and tell me what you're doing with Jaleel McLaughlin. So he's got back-to-back top 10 running back finishes in the Broncos offense. Nate is McLaughlin worth looking into as a possible buy candidate or someone to flip mm. quickly on the hype before Javante Williams returns. What do you think? Five foot seven, 187 pounds, Mike. Yep. I, th- I think that kind of tells me what, what I need to know right there, unfortunately. You're uh, all in, aren't you? Uh, you know, Jaleel <laughs> McLaughlin, I looked this guy up because I, I honestly – I didn't know too much about him. He came from a D2 school, Youngstown, Young, Youngstown State, I believe, and finished his college career as college football's all-time leading rusher, Mike. Wow. 8,166 yards on 1,250 attempts. 79 touchdowns, average 6.5 yards per carry over his four-year career. 
I believe he was the first player in NCAA history, um, or maybe just just D two history, uh, to have two thousand yards in his first two seasons each season on the ground. Just Which is insane. Insane, yeah. I mean, crazy. But we know not every single great college running back is a great college uh, NFL running back. We saw that with Donnell Patterson, Donnell Pumphrey. Um, we just seen it with a bunch of different players. And size, unfortunately, definitely plays a factor in that. So five foot seven, 187 pounds. I know McLaughlin's getting some good uh, receiving work. I know he's looked really good. Um, you know, I think if you can get him for a third, I don't hate it if Javante Williams continues to be injured and not look as great, but I think Javante Williams is coming back. And even if McLaughlin, you know, keeps a role with Javante back, which I think he will because he's shown up at this point, I don't think Javante's going to come back and have a hundred percent of the backfield. I think McLaughlin's going to be um, a thorn in his side moving forward through the season as they just try to, you know, see what they can get out of their, their talent there. But I don't think he's going to be a consistent enough running back. I would rather keep my third. I would rather keep my second round pick. I would rather look elsewhere for a running back. Uh, if I need to pick up a running back, um, trying to think of one, Mike. Um, I can't. I, I, I just hate running backs. I can't think of one right this. Amir Abdullah got a lot of carries. Not, the other I don't night. want Amir Abdullah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm just saying he he was every time I looked up, he seemed to be getting a carry. <laughs> but honestly, you know, if if you want to go, you know, cheap, I one carry that, that he got for four yards. <laughs> Tajay Spears is a guy that's been getting a lot of receiving work recently. There you go. Um, you know, if you're going to, you know, bet your horse to someone, I'd, I'd rather bet over there. Or, you know, maybe go after someone who's cooled down a little bit like Rashad White, um, you know, Damian Pierce, you know, who don't have all the hype going right now. Uh, oh, God, Damian Pierce, 2.9 yards per carry. Oof, I do want to also point out Amir Abdullah has less career rushing yards than Jalen Hurts does. Just in case <laughs> which is funny but uh back to the topic here i'm holding if i have javante because i'm hoping i scooped him up off waivers i'm selling otherwise i'll take a second or a piece that my team needs maybe another running back that i like better it may be a wide receiver it may be a tight end this is going across positions like you've talked about before nate it's obviously team dependent if i have javante is a good stand-in for the time being we know that when Javante Williams is healthy, he is the guy. We know that, again, Broncos put their money where their mouth is. First-round draft capital. Was Javante Williams' no. first-round draft pick? He wasn't. Second-round no. draft capital, which is really good there for – There you go, Mike. Really good for running back. Hey, man, 4.30 comes – We lower around. the bar for those guys. 4.30 a.m. comes around quick when that alarm hits. If I could flip him for a second, some people might pay late first. You know how people get desperate this time of year. We've seen it time and time again. I'll do it, like I said, wide receiver tight end for my team. Likely got him off the waiver wire. So Jaleel McLaughlin is a very, very good example of weaponizing your fab. Why you always ask for someone to trade, dump a lot of fab, you outbid people, and then you use it to get assets. Weaponize that fab. Tell me about, Nate, what are you doing with Justin Jefferson's situation? So without moving on from him, okay, what moves are we making to try to supplement some of his production while he's on IR? Who are some wide receivers worth adding? that can get some points in your lineup while Justin Jefferson is out. Yeah, Mike, I've already gotten the phone calls. I've gotten the text message. I've gotten the DMs already. Oh, hey, 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 uh, hey what you guys thinking over there for Justin Jefferson? I saw I hit the IR. You know, you don't really need him anymore. What? No. I, multiple people texted me this morning because I got Justin Jefferson in a couple different places. And they were like, well, what, what you looking for? Not available. Sorry. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> 
He's, yeah. he, he might miss four or five games. I'm not I'm not too worried about Justin Jefferson, who is a fierce competitor, sitting out because the Vikings are tanking. I, I don't think that's happening. Justin Jefferson's trying to break records, trying to be a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's going to be doing that. I'm not worried about that. So, you know, Justin Jefferson is staying on my team. And a guy that I'm picking up, I think that is very accessible right now, a, a great, like, cheap entry point that can give me a production while I'm waiting for Justin Jefferson to get off my hour spot is Adam Thielen. Hmm. Currently playing in the slot for the Carolina Panthers, currently the number one for Bryce Young, and very productive so far this year. Wide receiver 10 on the year, Mike, averaging 19.6 points per game in PPR. I mean, Adam Thielen's having a career year right now. He's 32 years old. I'll take it because you can get him for a third-round pick and some fab, third-round pick and a throw-in player, Rondale Moore, Elijah Moore, uh, a wide receiver swap, you know, where you're letting someone get a little bit younger, but you're taking some production. Um, you know, that's the kind of move I'm making right now to replace that Justin Jefferson production because I can't believe I'm saying it, but Adam Thielen with Bryce Young, as terrible as the Carolina offense has been, yeah. Adam Thielen's giving me almost Justin Jefferson production right now. So, you know, I'll take I'm, – I'm not a guy that, you know, with Justin Jefferson's out for four or five games. I'm not going to go acquire, uh, you know, a top wide receiver for a second-round pick that I'm overpaying for. Give me someone I can pick up with a third-round pick and a throw-in player like Adam Thielen. Because not every move can be a massive move. That's why I'm going after Washington Commanders wide receiver Curtis Samuel. Hear me out. Yeah. Third on the team in targets behind Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson and two targets ahead of Cole. I'm sorry, not Cole Turner of Logan Thomas, who's having some resurgence later on in his career here. And listen, he also has three carries for 20 yards and a touchdown. That is eight points right there. Just off the rushing yeah. work alone, which I know is not a ton, but it's still there. I mean, on the season, 23 catches, 243 yards and one touchdown. He's involved. He's getting targets, he's getting looks, and he doesn't have a bye week until week 14. So the fact of the matter is, hopefully your team is stacked enough, you can move some guys around. Maybe you have Keenan Allen. He might be another guy that you could try to acquire cheaply too because he's older, he's a little bit older. You know how people are with older players. Get a guy like him. You could also throw Curtis Samuel right into your flex spot. He's a fantastic flex start every single week. I think you're looking at a third, a fourth. I mean, you know, you might – like. If he's on a rebuilding team or a team that's projecting his rebuilding, look at your taxi squad. You know, like, what about, like, Rasheed Rice for Curtis Samuel in a fourth? Something like that. Uh, you know I, mean? I don't know, man. I think Rashi Rice is starting. He's giving you some production right now. He's not a guy I'd probably be moving off of. You know, a little bit. Yeah, he's getting there. But still, it's Travis Kelsey show. We know that. And Mahomes. Although I know Kelsey's banged up. I don't know if he's going to yeah. miss this next game or not. So we shall see. But that is all I believe. Nate, is that all we have for today? Yes, that is all we have for today. Thank you for hanging out with us, everybody. And we will see you next time. September is here, and I want to take a second to talk about self-care. When it comes to making an impression, proper grooming is essential to looking and feeling your best when you walk into a room. That's why the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped, are committed to helping men around the world walk and talk with some swagger this season with the best grooming tools on the market. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and enjoy this offer. 20% off plus free shipping with the code DynastyRewind at Manscaped.com. Don't neglect your beautiful self and get right this summer with Manscaped. 
for the sleekest version of yourself, Manscaped has you covered from head to toe, starting with the brand new Beard Hedge Trimmer. With one guard and 20 adjustable lengths, this device is the perfect travel companion fit to take care of your mane wherever you are. Next in line, who can forget about their signature performance package 4.0? Included in this ultimate grooming bundle is the star of the show, Lawnmower 4.0, equipped with skin-safe technology to minimize nicks and cuts in all your sensitive areas. Also included is their Crop Preserver Groin Deodorant and Crop Reviver Groin Spray. I can tell you from experience, this has taken my confidence in the bedroom to a whole new level. Want something you don't mind showing that special someone in your life? Look no further than Manscaped Boxers 2.0. These are with out of doubt, the best boxers for men of all ages. I can confidently say I'll never go back to cotton boxer briefs after wearing these. So once again, Manscaped supports the Dynasty Rewind so much they provided an exclusive offer for our listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DynastyRewind at Manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code DynastyRewind. Feel like yourself again and take charge of your life with Manscaped. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.